Hi, welcome to The Only Podcast, recorded by an author walking her dog. This is Jamie Engel of The Right Engel, and I'm here to help you guys and help myself to learn how to write books that don't suck. Um, with me, as always, is my sidekick, Ahsoka Tana Engel. She's the greatest hound dog in the world. All right, so that's my opinion. Whatever. It's my podcast. Um, so yesterday, I had someone ask me, he's an artist, we're actually working on a comic together, and he said, you know, I got this thing, and I have this really, like, interesting idea that I'd like to play with, but I just kind of feel like I'm blocked. Like, what do you do when you don't feel like you have, like, a story block happening, but you just, you know kind of what you want to do, but you just don't know how to move forward? Now, I get asked that question a lot, and I'm sure you do too as a writer. If you've ever spoken anywhere, that's one of the first questions aspiring writers ask you. So, it has to do with writing books that don't suck, because you have to figure those things out, or else you'll write the first idea that comes to you, or you'll write the easiest fix that you can find, or you'll cheat your own rules and break them just so you can move forward in your story. So it's really important to know what works for you. And everyone's different. Um, Some people, they write multiple projects. That's what I do. Um, I have also found from doing this for so long, and I do think time, um, just like anything else, time allows you to have enough statistical data to actually make inferences. Inferences? I don't know, you know what I'm trying to say. And I think sometimes we just say, well, this happened, so this, and that happened, so that. But we haven't done it long enough to know for sure. And for me, I find that I do things in cycles, and they're not even cycles, and they're not matched cycles. So for example, I will just start writing a book, and I'll write ferociously. And then I'll finish the book, and I might not have a new story for a year that I'm really passionate about. I might, you know, mess with some other stories I've been working on or, you know, submit some short stories to competitions, but that that next book, like, I've been trying to work on Dreadlands book two since it came out in 2016. It's 2020. I think I have the first eight chapters down. It's just, it's not that I'm not passionate about the story, but I don't know. I'm just not passionate about the next story and figuring out how I'm going to write the next story. I love the story and I would love to see all 12 books on a shelf because that's the basis of that series. But I don't know. So I go through ferocious writing phases and then I find that I go through reading phases where all I want to do is read new books. And sometimes I try actually and go back and forth between fiction and nonfiction. So that way, sorry, dropping some poo. Dropping some nuggets on you and the grass in my neighbor's yard. Um, goodness, that was a hard one. I try to read a fiction book and a nonfiction book. And nonfiction does not have to be about writing because I am not just a writer. So I will read self help books, I will read um, books on sign language, books on body language, books on coding just anything I find interesting. Um, and you just never know what's going to spur a new story. Then I find that I go through like a Netflix binge watching phase where all I want to do is watch television and there's nothing I want to, um, read at all. I just don't want to read over reading. And I just go through a phase where the majority of my free time is spent watching TV, watching movies. And the way I watch movies 
I can't help it. It's not something I sit down and do with a pad of paper. I study everything. I study the camera angle perspective, the lighting, the dialogue, the frames, the angle cuts, um, all of it. I, I study the movie and the whole time I think about producing the book version. I think about the body language in comparison to what was said on screen. Um, how did that character show they were angry? They didn't say, I'm mad, like we tend to do in our dialogue, right? They showed it. Um, how did the director bring focus to something by setting the frame to where the characters were off center? So my eye went to the clock, which made me know that that clock was going to be important. How do I translate that into my story? How do I put my, um, my readers focus on something that I want them to focus on in the room without telling them focus on the room? So I still feel that when I'm sitting there watching television, I'm, I'm still, you know, um, cra- I'm still trying to, to improve my craft. God, that was hard to get out. Um, and the other thing I do is I'll watch the same thing over and over again. I can't tell you how many times I've watched Back to the Future or Rocky or a million other films, Princess Bride, Star Wars, like a billion times. I've probably watched these films more than the people who did the edits and production, but guaranteed. Um, I don't know as much as they do, but I definitely feel like I have, I could, I could go neck and neck with them on how many times we've watched these things. But what that does for me is when I watch the same story over and over again, first of all, it forces me to focus on things that are less significant to the story. Um, I find myself not paying attention to the main character who's talking or acting but the secondary character, what are they doing? How are they reacting? Are, are they acting well? Um, I look for idiosyncrasies in the storytelling. I look for mistakes. Um, I look for how that same line can give me goosebumps every time I hear it, no matter how many times I watch it or make me cry, like Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> that movie gives me goosebumps and makes me cry every time I watch it. That's amazing writing. I want to write like that. So those are the things I study. Um, So my answer to my friend and to you was sometimes you have to go in cycles and you have to know what your cycles are. And just because you're not creating doesn't mean you're not um, improving your craft. Oh, duh. The other thing that I do, and this is probably the one I do the most, is editing. Because I do edit for clients. I get paid to um, assist authors in perfecting and polishing their book to production. Um, But I also edit my own work, of course. So a lot of times I will edit. And I do love the editing process. It's probably my favorite part of writing. I, I love throwing the ideas around and coming up with the story and mapping out my outline. But... And I really love the process of writing, but I get so much pleasure and joy out of editing the book and polishing it. And, um, you know, just that craft of taking out words you don't need. And um, when you read the final paragraph, it's just so beautiful and so well-crafted. And I just feel such an accomplishment that I've completed the story from inception to production. Um, So editing is a big one. And I find that I do that a lot when I don't want to write, which might be a crutch. And I'm, I'm cool with admitting that. Um, but I do know, especially when I'm editing other people's books, morning, that um, I do see a lot of the same mistakes that I make when I'm editing other people's books. Or 
I read something that I'm not, you know, 100% excited about in someone else's work. And then I realize, oh my God, I did the same thing in my book. So I think editing, even though I'm not creating, so to speak, it's definitely a part of the process and the cycle. So um, the other reason I think people hit writer's block, and this is just me, is not enough pre-planning. Um, I'll probably say that a bunch in these podcasts, but I really am a true believer in the idea of an outline. Um, you don't have to write an outline. It can even just be in your mind. But I do find that when you hit that road, it's not because you don't have a story to tell. It's because you're not sure what happens next in the sequence of plot points to get you to the end. And I, I find a lot of times if you just stop writing... And that's when I go and watch movies, and that's when I go and read books, and that's when I go and, you know, whatever, edit. And then when I come back, something will happen in that sequence of events that gives me my answer. Sometimes it's just walking my dog and thinking about my story or calling one of my two or three um, writing besties and hashing out the, the concept with them. And even if we don't leave the conversation with an answer... It always makes me start thinking in a new direction to where the answer comes. So, my encouragement. Don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself the freedom to take a break and not feel like you have failed and you can't write a book. Um, Some people, it takes them 10 years to write a book. Do you honestly believe that they spent 10 years sitting at a desk writing for eight hours a day and they just couldn't figure out what words they wanted to type next? Like, really? Are they learning English as they go? Think about it. You have a book in you, you want to get it out, or you have another book in you and you're afraid to pen that first word, you're stuck halfway, whatever your situation is, you you wrote a few years ago, you haven't had an inspiring idea since, don't ever think you're not still a writer, that you're not still in the process of writing. Because everything that happens to us shifts into our work, it shapes our characters, It shapes our settings, it shapes our reactions, and it shapes our worlds. So I encourage you to keep writing and to give yourself the freedom to take a break when you need it. So that's all I have today about writer's block. Um, If you like what you heard, consider picking up a copy of the book on Amazon. It's called Write a Book That Doesn't Suck. I'm pretty clever. You can also join our Facebook community of the same name where we hash out ideas. We have a well, for now, because of the apocalypse, we have a uh, weekly Saturday at 11 a.m. Zoom conference where we have one topic speaker, and we just really help each other talk about our books and figure out what we're doing here, how we can write better. Um, thank you for for listening, but what I would really like to know is what do you want to learn next? What, what ideas um, or topics are interesting to you that I can cover in the next podcast? Um, And speaking of podcasts, please check out all the amazing ones here on Space Coast Podcast Network. It's a pretty cool place to call home. Um, And then, you know what, guys? Until next time, I appreciate you being here and happy writing.